3: Hello and welcome to episode 485 of the Vison Market Insights podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Faith the Public Friday, everyone, and more importantly, Happy New Year's Eve. The holiday week continues. Tonight we're going to stay up late, watch the ball drop, and stay up late and sweat all of our games. Uh, But I wanted to wish everyone a happy, healthy, safe New Year's Eve. Remember, do not drink and drive. Do not get in a car with someone who's been drinking. Do not drive yourself if you've been drinking call an Uber, stay home and get drunk and watch the ball drop and sweat your games. Be safe tonight, guys, make good decisions because we got a big year ahead of sports betting as sports betting gets bigger and bigger. Uh, so guys, I don't have a ton of New Year's resolutions. I got a ton of games we want to talk about, uh, but I would just say, if we look back uh, toward 2021, last day of the year, uh, turn the page tomorrow, it'll be 2022. Um, I just want to say uh reflection, a time to reflect and just say, wow, we are in the golden age of sports betting. If you look at, kind of the landscape prior to 2018, prior to PASPA being overturned with the New Jersey Supreme Court decision. uh, Sports betting, you had to be offshore. There was a stigma against it. Uh, You're gross. You're disgusting. uh, You're taboo. Betting is, you know, uh, for degenerates. But nope, everything has changed. We have over 30 legal states now, uh, over 25 states operational. New states come online every day. So I just want to take a step back and just kind of reflect on the last day of the year of how far we've come uh, to betting now being widely accepted and us in the industry loving it because more states are going legal. Uh, Reminder, if you have any resolutions – uh, you know, of course, uh, one for me or one for, um, you know, I would suggest is opening up another account and another book. You hear me talk about it all the time, but take the time, go into next year, give yourself at, le- at least three different sports books to choose from. Uh, that would be a resolution for some of us. For me, uh, my resolution would be, um, you know, continue to grind and, um, and I guess maybe continue to try to not let my bias seep into anything. Uh, I think that would be another thing that, you know, again, I try to always keep at bay, but now and again, you know, it, it falls into... Uh, You know, I fall into that trap as well. So uh, I guess that would be my resolution. Just keep grinding, keep sticking with it uh, and and try to get uh, 0.01% sharper every single day. That is my goal. Uh, But anyway, guys, we have a ton to get to on New Year's Eve. Uh, We got two games in the NHL that caught my eye. By the way, guys, I got good news, bad news. You want to hear the good news? A clean sweep in the NHL 6 and 0. We are now 12 and 0. Uh, Our last uh, NHL 12 bets since the season got restarted. Florida Panthers getting it done last night. Minus 150 CBJ and overtime minus 110 Carolina on the puck line. Uh, no sweat there. one 4 nothing. Isles, minus 200. Calgary, minus 170. San Jose Sharks late in OT, minus 150. So a great night in the NHL. Uh, I had someone uh, DM me and say, you're melting the ice. And I'm saying, yeah, why do I bet anything other than hockey? We'd be millionaires if we bet hockey, just hockey. But uh, just kidding, guys. But a great start to NHL. Uh, that's your good news. The bad news? College basketball, man. Brutal college hoops last night. 2-7. and seven. None of these uh, money line plays came through for us. FIU loses. LaSalle loses. Georgia Southern loses. Montana State. Even Utah. I mean, that one was a, a big, sharp move. Didn't even come close. Portland State, Cal Bakersfield. So, 2-7. Uh, and seven, Just terrible college basketball. One of those. I thought we were done with those awful 2-7 and seven nights. But got hit last night. But uh, did have a great NHL night. Split in the NBA. Got the magic over. Couldn't get the Philly over. And then uh, looking at... College football did get uh, Michigan State on the money line. We needed a big comeback there late, but Tennessee minus 7.5, man. What a pathetic performance by Tennessee. All these Purdue opt-outs, Tennessee full strength. Tennessee just couldn't stop a nosebleed, uh, and if he took that over, he didn't even have to sweat that one. But overall, guys – 10-9 10-9 winning record, but because of these minus numbers in hockey, we were actually down minus 1.67 units, but that's okay. We did lose our, our five-day winning streak there. We're going to start a new streak today, but either way, guys, we're grinding. Let's see if we can improve on college hoops. Let's see if we can continue going here, NHL, uh, but a lot to get to on New Year's Eve. Again, uh, a lot of afternoon games, so I know there's games going on that we're not going to hit on, but I got two NHL plays that uh, we have for today. I got five in the NBA. I got two in college basketball. Uh, we have to talk, obviously, the big boys tonight—the college football playoffs. So I got a couple of plays here uh, for the games tonight, and then also look ahead toward college football tomorrow, and of course finalize our NFL card. And I haven't talked a lot of NFL all week, guys, just because with COVID, uh, I don't think there's really much, you know. Uh, and again, you could walk a tightrope, and you know, uh, you know, it's always hindsight's twenty twenty, and say, wow, you know, I really should have bet, you know, Green Bay Packers when they were down at minus six and a half. But who would have thought, and who would have known? That today, Kirk Cousins tests, tests positive, and now Green Bay's all the way up to minus 13 and a half, maybe minus 14 pretty soon here. So again, with COVID, to me, it's weighted out. It's week 17. I have an interesting trend toward week 17. The favorites, the dogs do well. The overs or unders do well week 17. I know it's different now because it's uh, we have 18 weeks, but I think there's something we can take away from kind of late in the season. Uh, but again, it really wasn't much use of betting these games early uh, because no one would have predicted who gets COVID and who doesn't and who doesn't. Um, so I'm, I'm totally fine waiting late and finalizing my plays and the board is becoming clear. Got some great stats and splits from BetMGM, So we're going to walk through some low bets, higher dollars, some sharp line moves. And of course, uh, we will be leaning on teasers and I have something, uh, I want to say about teasers here in a bit, cause I got a very interesting, uh, email from somebody about teasers, but a ton to get to today, guys, NFL, uh, finalizing our card for Sunday. Um, we also have college football. We got college basketball. We got NBA, we got NHL and it is new year's Eve. So hope that champagne is on ice. I uh, hope you're getting ready for a big night and a, a safe and happy and a healthy night uh, as well. But, of course, guys, real quick, housekeeping as always. If you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. Make that your New Year's resolution if you haven't done it yet. Get the newsletter. Just go to VEASAN.com newsletter. Put in your email, and then every single day, you'll wake up to my Market Insights column, giving you sharp reports every single day. Today was uh, the college football semifinal matchups. Uh, you'll also get... Of course, uh, all of the uh, rundown of all the shows that day. Me and my guy Mike Pritch will be back at it from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Also be joining Lombardi Line. You'll get JVT's daily NBA column, Andy McNeil's daily NHL column, Dave Tooley's uh, daily ATS report. Promos for all the legal sports books if you want to open up a new account. Uh, And, of course, a bunch of helpful links guiding you in the right direction. So it's free. you got to get it. If you listen to this pod, that means you care about betting and you want to get better. And the easiest way is to get that newsletter and get your brain thinking about betting every single day. Then, of course, you want to take that next step in your sports betting journey. Sign up for a VEASAN All Access membership. We have a great promo right now, holiday promo. Uh, a Super Bowl promo, everything we offer as a member now until the Super Bowl, only $39.99, $40. Bucks. It doesn't cost much. It's going to get you a lot in return, guys. You're going to get the afternoon best bet emails, that you know best bet picks from all the guests and the hosts at VEASAN. I love knowing people I respect, what they're on. Am I on the same side? Am I on opposite sides? Uh, there are certain people who are really good at certain sports that I like to follow. Uh, and then, of course, you'll get every PSW points for the weekly magazine. Uh no biting sadly. Uh but the 15th we'll get biting back here uh pretty soon. But you'll get um, all the uh, best bets, all the power ratings, all the articles. Points for Weekly gives you everything geared toward that specific week in betting in one place. Very easy to use. Uh, And, again, I like looking at those power ratings and those projected numbers as well. Uh, But then you'll also get uh, everything behind the VEASAN.com paywall. You'll get a live stream of all the programs. Uh, And, of course, you'll get uh, all of our betting guides and all of those low bets, higher dollar splits. So if you haven't done it yet, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We have a 10-day free trial. If you like it, you can go monthly. You can get the holiday promo, the Super Bowl promo. You can get the annual discount, whatever you want to do. If you don't like it, no hard feelings, just cancel before the 10 days are up. You won't be charged anything. So there's really no risk at all. And I think you're going to enjoy it. For the price, you're going to get so much in return. Uh, and then, of course, guys, get on Twitter. Uh, and again, there's another New Year's resolution. Are you not on Twitter? Well, you got to be on Twitter. And it's not about posting. I always joke, but you don't have to post a photo of uh, you looking cute in the mirror, uh, feeling cute, Might delete. You don't have to post a photo of your dog doing a trick or your, your dinner plate or your drink uh, when you're going out. Uh, at a fancy restaurant, you can do all those things. That's usually what people think Twitter is for, but to me in betting, it's getting real time information. It's being plugged into things as soon as they happen and being the first to know about it. So searching injuries, uh, guys being questionable, setting up a tweet deck with their name and being the first to know whether they're upgraded to probable or downgraded doubtful following local beat reporters, creating a gambling community through direct messaging, where I can DM uh, Devin Hernandez and uh, Tim Fraley and the whole crew and Harry B. And, and Maureen Chase. I love talking to you guys every day talking about betting. Uh, and then, of course, make sure you follow at VEASAN Live, the Mothership. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email, questions, comments, suggestions, whatever it may be. I'm here to help. Uh, you can always uh, email me, Josh, at VEASAN.com. So with that being said, let's start off with a little NHL. Who's becoming an NHL believer? Uh, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they got the Believers, you know, Bieber is a Leafs fan. Uh, but hopefully, we're making some believers out of uh, out of some NHL betters. Just because I love betting in the NHL, it's always one of my favorite sports, one of the most pop, uh, profitable sports. I think there's so much value because people dismiss it. They don't put hockey on the same pedestal that they do with you know NFL and college football and you know uh, again NBA. And to me, that's a mistake because our systems, we got great system matches. Uh, we're reading line moves, and I th- again, I think we're taking advantage of uh, of a good market here that's maybe underutilized. So, uh, two games for me in the NHL. I wish there were more. There were only uh, four games say, and there was an early game with the Oil and uh, the, uh, the doubles here. Hopefully the pod comes out in time for this one. But first one for me, Afternoon Sweat. I'm going VGK. Let's go Vegas Golden Knights. So a good move to the Knights. Uh, they open laying around minus 170. They've been steamed up to around minus 185. This would match quite a few systems for us. Number one, the banger, the banger system. Uh, home fave off a win, opponent off a loss. 68 and 24 this year, 74%, a 15% ROI. You also get home favorites minus 175 or more, 93 and 35, 73% this year, 6% ROI. Home faves in general, 64%. Uh, conference home favorites 67%. So a lot of matches here with VGK. I also like the VGK uh 16 and 8 as a favorite, 10 and 7 at home. Uh, VGK is also rested. Uh, and uh, I'm glad they are rested because uh, again they will have fresher legs. But I love that uh, we beat the Ducks last night with Van or when was it? A Couple nights ago with uh, Vancouver. Um, but this isn't a back-to-back Ducks. But Vegas ha- actually hasn't played since the 28th, whereas the Ducks played the 29th. So uh, I'm on uh, VGK here, guys. Also like that the Ducks have some COVID. I mean I don't I don't like that. I hope they're all you know happy and healthy. Uh, but we'll take advantage of it hopefully as betters. Uh, Zegris, one of their best young players, is out. Steele, Comtois. Uh, Adam Henrique, a bunch of these guys are out. Cam Fowler could miss this game as well. I know Patchetti and Stone are out for VGK, but they've been out for a while, and it really hasn't mattered. VGK has been on a roll here, so knock on wood. My first play of the day. Let's go Vegas Golden Knights. Little three o'clock ma- three o'clock matinee action. I'm on the Knights uh, minus one eighty five. Uh, next play for me. Going Washington Capitals. Uh, Capitals had a huge line move in their favor. I saw some books open up Caps like minus one thirty five. They've been steamed up all the way to minus one seventy. Uh, So big line move in their favor. We look at the caps uh, right now. They're minus 170, minus 175. Uh, They technically would match, I guess, technically not a few cents off, but pretty close to that road favorites minus 175 or more system. That's 22 and 7, 76% this year. You also get non-division road favorites off a win, 43 and 20, 60% this year. Uh, I have a couple variations of this system. Uh, Road conference, non-division favorite, that's 66%. Uh, Washington is at full strength. So hopefully they play well. Uh, But Backstrom, Oshie, Wilson, Kuznetsov, all these guys are in. And you do have uh, Detroit, I think with a little bit of COVID, nothing crazy. I think Nick Letty's out, maybe a couple of these supplementary guys. Uh, But that's a big line move to Washington. Again, opening minus 135, all the way up to minus 170. Caps are 14 and nine as a favorite, nine, three and three on the road. And Detroit only seven and 14 as a dog. So I'm gonna. I'm going to bank on this Washington Caps team getting back to full strength, playing well here. And uh, they, uh, Detroit would technically have a rest advantage. They haven't played since the 18th, but this is their first game since the break where Caps did get um, you know, a win under their belt already against Nashville. We, we bet on them the other night. So I'm going Washington, uh, minus 170. My two plays in the NHL, uh, Vegas, minus 185, and Washington Caps, minus 170. Let's flip over to some NBA. Let's keep it rolling today, guys, on a New Year's Eve. Um, first play for me, and again we got early games, afternoon games. I kind of didn't talk about those because again, by the time the pod comes, by the time the pod comes out, they'll already be uh, in play here. But I do have five bets overall in uh, a few that really caught my eye. So uh, combination of some money lines, I got a spread, and I got a couple totals. First one, anyone want to jump on the revenge bandwagon with me on the Dallas Mavericks? I'm go- I'm looking for some revenge against the Kings. Uh, for whatever reason, they're playing the Kings again in Sacramento and they played them the other day. And remember that was a terrible bad beat where we had Dallas money line and Chimeze Metu, a uh, guy I've never heard of hit a three and killed us there at the end. But I think Dallas is, is a little salty about that. And I think they're going to come back and hopefully get a win for us today. I like the line move. Uh, Dallas opened as a one point favorite, Public is split, doesn't know what to do, but now the Mavs are up to minus one and a half. I see one book that might be going to two. So line's always been moving really toward Dallas here. Uh, a revenge spot, of course, uh, but also um, road refs, uh, all three road refs um, benefit road teams. So they are between with Guthrie, Buker and Brent Haskell. Haskell's a new ref, but uh, Guthrie and Buker both between 52 and 54% to the road team. You also get some of these offensive, defensive efficiency stats, uh, but Dallas is better offensively. Offensive efficiency, Dallas is 17th, Sacramento's 22nd, and then defensively, Dallas is 15th, Sacramento's 24th. So better offense, better defense, revenge on the mind and a line move in their favor. I'm going Mavs here, guys. Win the damn game, and let's get some revenge after Metu cost us a win last game. Uh, I'm on Dallas. Money line here, by the way. Minus one to minus one and a half. I don't want to screw around. Maybe we get the three-point buzzer beater when we're down by two. So either way, I just want to win the game. I'm on money line, Mavs, minus 120. Uh, Next play for me, Cleveland Cavs. Cavs on the money line, guys. This looks like like a really sharp reverse line move uh, against a a trendy dog. Public is loading up on the Hawks. Um, Obviously, Trey Young. Uh, who just came back, and also you did get Ricky Rubio, uh, who tours ACL, and they do have some guys out for Cleveland. But here's the thing, guys. About 65% of bets are on the Hawks, yet the Cleveland Cavs open as a one-point favorite at home, and they've been bet up to minus one and a half. I see some books going to minus two. So this looks like a reverse line move to Cleveland. If public's on Hawks, wise line going to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's on the second leg of a back-to-back, and Cleveland uh, lost last night uh, to Washington, 110-93. So public says second leg of a back to back. You lose last night. Why on earth are you favored? It should be the Hawks as a favorite. But nope. I'm going uh, I'm going um uh Cleveland Cavs here, guys. Sharp line move. I'm going money line around minus 125. I do have a system I like. It's when you're on the second leg of a back to back, but the line moves in your favor. It's very uh rare the situation, but it's about 60% ATS the last couple of years. Uh Cleveland 14 3 against the spread at home. Atlanta, six and eleven ATS on the road. And defensively. Uh, Cleveland is third overall. Uh, Defensive efficiency. Atlanta is number 26. So, kind of a fishy line move. I want to be with that fishy line move. Give me the Cleveland Cavs on the money line, minus 125. Uh, next play for me, uh, I'm going to walk a tightrope here. I'm going to go Oklahoma City Thunder. It's never fun to sweat the Thunder. They're god awful, obviously. But I saw a sharp move, and New York Knicks are going to miss Julius Randle, their best player. So, Randle's out with COVID protocol. You have a couple other guys out. Looks like Shea Gilgis-Alexander is questionable. Hopefully he's good to go. Uh, but I saw a move. Even though the public says, you know, OKC is terrible, I don't care who's in or who's out for New York, just late with New York. But you've seen kind of a sharp line move to the um, to OKC. OKC went from plus 6 down to plus 5. Uh, so that's a good move in their favor. Some shops are even 6.5 down to 5. I see some books even down to 4.5. If you can still find a 5, I took a shot on OKC plus 5. Public's on Knicks, your reverse line move to OKC. Um, And I do have a system here. If you are a home dog with at least a point move in your favor, uh, you're up 55% uh, ATS the last uh, shorter sample, around around the last three years. Um, But I'm going to go OKC here. Again, I think losing Randall is a big loss uh, for the Knicks. And maybe we can get OKC uh, trending in the right direction here against against a Randall-less Knicks team. So I'm on OKC plus five. Then a couple more games, guys. Uh, I'm going to take the under in the Jazz game. under 222, which jumped out to me, uh, number one, big line move, Uh, total open 224. It's down to 222. Some shops even got down to 221 and a half, Uh, but a lot of, uh, a lot of um, systems here to the under. So divisional unders that fall at least a point 63% this year, 29 and 17. Uh, You also have when the total is 220 or more, take the under that's 55% this year. Uh, You look at Minnesota, they're going to miss towns and Russell. So two big offensive guys because of COVID Minnesota is 23rd offensively, so not very good offense. And Utah is great defensively, number six defense. Uh, Utah is 4-2 to the under their last six, and the under is 6-3 the last nine head-to-head. So this is kind of almost like our college under, uh, big spread, under, um, get up big, take your foot off the gas. Hopefully that's what we see here with Utah because uh, they're favored by 12 12.5 here. So I'm going to go under 222 with the Jazz, uh, see if we can get a low-scoring game there. And hopefully maybe with some unders, I don't know, people got New Year's Eve plans, they want to get out of there. Uh, Let's have some low-scoring games, Uh, almost like Christmas Day-type situation. Uh, Portland, my last play of the night, guys, Portland under. I'm going to take the uh, Blazers under, 227. Uh, It actually opened at 232, really high number there. It's down to 227. This looks like a sharp reverse line move. Public is on the over. They just see LeBron and want to sweat the over. They see Lillard, want to sweat the over. But yet this thing has fallen, guys. That's really important. Reverse line movement, public over, yet the total fell 232, down to 227. You're not getting the best of it now, but I took the under 227. Uh, Lakers are 24th offensively, but they're number 13 defensively. And also with uh, with Portland, a um, bunch of COVID. They're going to miss a lot of these guys that you're relying on for offense. So obviously McCollum's been out a while. Uh, Covington, Zeller, um, Nurkic is going to be out. Uh, Davis is obviously out still for the Lakers here. But hopefully with these backups in, you know, the offense takes a hit. And Portland, they've really been cashing unders recently. They're 4-2 and two to the under their last six. They're four and 4-1 to the under their last five on the road. And they're 4-1 and one to the under their last five head-to-head uh, with the Lakers. So I'm going to go under two, 227 with the uh, Lakers and Blazers. So plays for me, guys, in the NBA. Dallas Mavs on the money line, minus 120. Revenge, Metu game. Uh, Cavs on the money line, minus 125. OKC plus five, no Randall. For the Knicks, Utah under 222 and Portland under 227. That's what I'll be sweating here uh, in the NBA. Uh, but there you have it, guys. First half of the pod in the books, just talking NHL-NBA. But don't go anywhere. We're going to take a very, very short break. When we get back, we're talking college basketball. I only got two games. It's a very small slate. But we have some buy-low experiment opportunities, which I'm fine with after uh, money lines did not go well uh, last night. I feel like every dog hit us uh, when we had all these good numbers on favorites. But anyway, uh, we got to talk college hoops. We got to talk the big games in college football, the playoffs, semifinals uh tonight. We got NFL. We got to finalize our card going into week 17. I got a stat for you, which is really interesting in week 17. And then, of course, uh some college football for tomorrow. Because we got some opt-outs. We got some dog to fave line moves that you have to discuss. So do not go anywhere on a New Year's Eve edition of the VCN Market Insights podcast, episode 485, the last one. Uh, Before we flip the page to 2022, do not go anywhere, guys. We will be right back uh, talking NFL, college football, and college hoops on the New Year's Eve edition of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, everyone, we are back at it after looking back uh, toward yesterday, guys. 10-9, and 9. Uh, really thankful for uh, our sweep there in hockey, 6-0, you love that but really it was college basketball two and seven. That kind of kept us from a winning night, uh, 10 and nine minus 1.67 units. But either way we're flipping the page. It's a big new year's Eve. I'm excited to sweat uh, all these sports with you guys tonight as we uh, get ready and wait and rate and watch the ball drop. And of course, remember uh, call an Uber, don't drink and drive. But anyway, uh, we started the pod talking NHL talking NBA. Let's transition over to our other sports for today. Cause we got a lot going on there. Sweats on sweats uh, pretty much everywhere you look. So two plays for me, late guys. Uh, number one, uh, Uh, This is going to be in college basketball. Only two games. But Central Connecticut, I'm going to buy low on the over in this situation, guys. Central Connecticut and St. Francis, New York. It's a 4 o'clock game. Always be careful because i got a play coming up on the St. Francis PA game. So always remember, St. Francis, New York, St. Francis, PA, they're different schools. So make sure you're you're betting the right one. Uh, You would hate to bet one and think it's the other, and then maybe you lose when you would have won the correct one. So anyway, uh, Central Connecticut, guys, this is going back to our experiment. I don't want any money lines today because money lines did not treat us well last night. So I'm going to buy low and take this over, guys. This was a uh, opener with Central Connecticut, St. Francis. It opened at 139 and a half. Definitely some under money coming in. It's all the way down to 135. So we're four and a half points off the opener. Now, again, you could bet the under, but I think at this point you're getting the worst of it. Maybe it sales under. I hope not because I'm going over. But to me, this creates value with our experiment of buying low now and taking the over 135. Uh, Ken Palm's got a 138. Greg Hoops has a 139. Uh, they're both in the high 68, almost 69 pace, which te- which technically would be a little bit slower uh, but the 70 marker, you're kind of closer. It's not like they're a pace of, you know, 65. It's 68, a little bit quicker. Uh, and really their defense, both of these defenses, uh, allowing 76 points a game, Central Connecticut, uh, St. Francis, um, New York is allowing about 70. And if you dig into Ken Palm, there's another way you can look at this, guys. If you go to Ken Palm and you go to the home page, not the fan match page where they give you the projections, but if you click on Adjusted Defense, uh, it's a way to an adjusted offense. You can look at it one of two ways, um, but it's basically looking at best offensive teams, best de, uh, in in worst offensive or best defense and and worst defense. Either way, offense defense. But with that being said, I looked at the adjusted defense for both of these teams. They are at the bottom, the absolute bottom of college basketball. Adjusted defense, Central Connecticut, 343 in the country. Uh, Saint Francis, New York, adjusted defense, 321. So you're in the nosebleeds as one as both of these teams, two of the worst defensive teams uh, in college basketball. So that being said, I'm going to buy low on this dip. I'm going to hope for some points here with two bad defenses. I'm on the Central Connecticut, uh, St. Francis, New York, over 135. Buy low opportunity. Uh, next play for me. Again, no money lines because uh, I got PTSD from last night. I still can't believe Utah couldn't even get it done against a 2-10 and 10 Beavers team. But anyway, uh, fairly Dickinson. And Saint Francis, PA. The other Saint Francis. I'm going to buy low and take this over as well. Uh, total open 149. It's down to 146 and a half. So you've seen it fall. You know, almost three full points here. Uh, and Ken Palm has a 151. Uh, so again, we're, if we're buying low on the 146 and a half on a 151 projection, uh, we're getting a, a value play here again. You got to preface this by saying there was some under money, but to me, the play now is buying low and going over. Uh, you look at Fairleigh Dickinson. Quick pace, 70.4 uh, St. Francis PA is a 69.1. So you're kind of close to that high watermark. And then also another adjusted defense situation where both teams are bad adjusted defense, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson 346 in the country, St. Francis PA 322. So same thing, buy low, uh, grab the opener, uh, or buy, uh, buy low and grab the over. Uh, so I'm going to go over fairly Dickinson over 146 and a half in central Connecticut over 135, both by low opportunities. Now we get to the big boys. Let's transition over, finish up the pod, excuse me, with some college football because we got the big ones today. We have uh, Cincinnati, excuse me, in Alabama and Georgia and Michigan, college football semifinals. So first thing I want to say are the futures odds to win the championship. Right now, Alabama plus 120 favorite, Georgia plus 135, Michigan plus 750, Cincinnati plus 1,400. I think that's worth a look jumping on Alabama right now, guys, plus 120. Number one, they have the highest spread of the day. They're uh, 13, 13 and a half, maybe even 14 here, point favorite against Cincinnati. We'll get to the game in a second in terms of covering the number. But if you're favored by 14, right now you're plus 120. Correlative betting and implied odds, you know, has Alabama winning this game? Again, anything could happen. My Patriots lost to the Giants as a 14, 12-point favorite in 07, the game that shall not be mentioned. But anyway, guys, if you want to have a little fun, you got a little extra scratch, I would look at Bama. Plus 120 now shop around, maybe have a book at plus 130, but if they win this game, which they should, that plus 120 is probably going to be either even money or maybe minus 120. Uh, And then maybe you get a hedging opportunity or maybe you just let it ride. But to me again, Bama plus 120 uh, has some value Michigan 750. That could be worth a look as well. If they upset, obviously Georgia, but again, they're, they're dog by seven and a half. To me, the play is Bama. You're still getting plus money on Bama. Uh, when they're, again, favored, you know, bigly here, double digits against Cincy. I think it could be worth a look if you want to put in a Bama play right now. Uh, but anyway, guys, let's get to uh, both games for today. What are we seeing across the market? First one for me, if you look at Cincinnati and Alabama, obviously this is your uh, this is your 3.30 p.m. Eastern time game. It's going to be played at AT&T Stadium, uh, home of uh, Jerry's World with the Cowboys there. Uh, you look at Cincy, fourth overall, undefeated, uh, beat Houston 35-20, covered the 10.5 in the AAC Championship. And then Bama. We all know Bama. They've been here a million times with Saban. Uh, but 12-1 and one straight up, 7-6 ATS. They're coming off a really big upset win, as you remember, over Georgia. 41-24 in the SEC Championship. They were a six-point favorite, uh, or six-point dog in that one and one outright. So what are we seeing across the market? Number one, big public play toward Alabama. At BetMGM, Alabama's getting 71% of bets, 80% of dollars. So a little bit low bets, higher dollars. But the reason why I think there's value on Cincinnati guys is it's kind of a line freeze. You know, a lot of these books open Alabama laying 13 and a half. And even though they're getting three out of four bets, they have not moved off 13 and a half. Uh, I saw one shop that inched to 14 immediately got back down to 13 and a half. Right now you're 13 and a half minus 110 both sides. I think the next move is really, really meaningful. I'm leaning Cincinnati here, guys. I'll tell you why. Number one, you're really buying high on Alabama after they beat Georgia as a dog here. Public says, you know, bigger school, bigger conference, lay the points with Bama. They're going to roll. They may roll again. They're a really good team, but I think Cincinnati's in a buy low spot. And it's not an inflated line. It's not really a sharp reverse line move. It's a line freeze. If everyone's betting Bama, why isn't Bama up to minus 14 minus 14 and a half minus 15. The line has stayed exactly where it's at despite this heavy Alabama betting. So obviously the plus 14 is your best number here with Cincinnati. Uh, I'm gonna see how this thing develops over the next couple hours. I would, rem- I would, uh, you know, uh, invite you guys to tune in to uh, Betting Across America, three to four p.m. Eastern time, because right halfway through the show is when this game starts, so we'll be able to talk about the late movement. But long story short, guys, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking Cincinnati plus the points here. It's a gross dog. It's a hazmat dog. You're really buying low on Cincy. No one's really believing in them, and to me, that's when these dogs have a lot of value. So again, can you get a 14? I'd wait out for that. But if this thing. Uh, creeps down to 13 maybe that 13 and a half could be meaningful i would mention also some under money uh, open 58 and a half down to 57 and a half right now you're getting 71 percent of bets 82 percent of dollars uh, on the under here and it did fall so i didn't play the total i would lean under but i'm thinking cincinnati it just really jumps out to me that line freeze everyone on bama yet the line really isn't moving looks like there could be liability there with cincinnati Uh, Next play guys. Uh, So again, my play there would be Cincinnati. Uh, I'm looking at Cincinnati, trying to get a 14. If not, I'll take the 13 and a half. Uh, Next one guys, Georgia and Michigan. Now I fully admit I may be looking at a trendy dog. That's what scares me. Okay. But I'm still going to go Michigan here. I I may regret this. Who knows? Uh, But I like the value here with Michigan. I don't call it a sharp play. To me, it's a value play. Uh, Georgia, 12 and one, eight and five ATS. Again, lose to Bam on the SEC championship. Whereas Michigan, 12-1, and 11-2 ATS. Uh, they just beat Iowa, crushed them, 42-3 to three in the Big Ten Championship, easily covered the 12 there. Now, this has been pretty much another line freeze. I guess you could make, like, so number one, if you want to bet Georgia, I don't blame you at all. There are some things to like about Georgia. Number one, they're contrarian, uh, 67% of bets are on Michigan. Uh, number two, Michigan would technically be a trendy dog. Georgia would be a buy-low favorite after losing uh, that last game there against um, Alabama. So I totally get that. And at some shops, this line opened minus 7.5 Georgia. At one point, it got up to 8. It's back down to 7.5. Um, but I'm going to lean on Michigan, guys. Again, I don't love that they're the popular play here. At least they're not as popular as Alabama. But uh, dog low total. Michigan's getting 7.5 in a total with uh, of 46 here for this game. So correlative betting, that's pretty good if you're on a dog getting a touchdown or more in a low total 50 or less in college football. It's going to be harder for that favorite to cover. Um, the other thing that kind of jumped out to me, guys, maybe a contrarian over opportunity. There's a lot of over money coming in, which I kind of like because Georgia, we think of them as a great defense, only giving up 10 points a game, Michigan only giving up 16 yet. This total is rising public split, uh, maybe even leaning under here with that Georgia defense yet. The total's rising. It's up to 46. Now, if you can still find a 45 and a half, I'd lean over. And again, guys, I may regret it. I may be on a trendy dog here, which kind of goes against everything I believe in, but I like this angle for Michigan. Georgia, I, I don't want the recency bias to creep in, but I don't like the way they played against Alabama. They could surprise us and roll here, and we'll say, "Hey, you know, why didn't we take that uh, that fade the trendy dog play on Georgia?" But I'm going to go Michigan plus the hook seven and a half. There was some COVID with Georgia. Michigan has got fully boosted as a team. Uh, they're taking it seriously, and you're really uh, allowing Harbaugh to play that underdog role here, which I think is important. So I'm going to go Michigan. I'm on Michigan plus seven and a half. I'm on. I'm on both dogs. Can We get some dogs to bark here. That would be great. Uh, as well as Cincinnati holding out for a 14 there. Uh, Now let's transition over to our card for the weekend, guys. Looking at some NFL. Uh, Reminder, I am no longer on Lombardi lines on Saturday. Finally got a day off uh, here, but uh, I will be back on Sunday, so I'll run through all these games. So let's talk about some games for today. So first off, or sorry, the games for this weekend. First off, I wanted to mention uh, Week 17 favorites. Now it's different now. We have 18 weeks, but Week 17 historically has been kind of a chalky week. Um, You know, some teams are out of it. Some teams are in it. Motivations are different. We know who's good. We know who's bad. Uh, But if you look at historically the last decade, week 17 in the NFL, uh, favorites um, cover around 52% of the time. Now you're like, Josh, that's not very good. Like you got to get 52.38% just to uh, break even and overcome the juice. But think of it this way, weeks one through 16, the last decade, favorites are only about 50%. So they do tick up 2% in terms of a cover rate in week 17. So keep that in mind. And again, I want to bet dogs. I'm a dog guy, uh, but just keep that in mind late in the year. You tend to see these chalk plays do well. With that being said, there are two plays for me on the regular spread that I'm going to play. I talked, I may have talked about this one. I think I talked about it on, on uh, betting Cross America yesterday, but first play for me, Miami Dolphins. I grabbed the Dolphins plus three and a half with the hook. I think that's important because it looks like this line may get down to three. Tennessee Titans open laying three and a half. Uh, Public is on Tennessee here. 57% of bets at BetMGM are on Tennessee. Yet the juice is all toward Miami. So that three and a half uh, plus three and a half Dolphins is really juiced up. Minus 115, minus 120. I think we're going to get down to three. So I jumped on the hook there with Miami. They would match quite a few systems for me. Conference dogs, seven or less. 71 and 41 ATS, 63% this year. Uh, you also look at uh, kind of a dog low total, getting a hook with a three and a half in a total of 40 for this game, 39 and a half, very low total. So I'm going to go Miami. Uh, contrarian, uh, kind of reverse line movement with the with the uh, the juice there on the spread. I think the hook is critical. I think that hook could be gone soon. So I jumped on the three and a half with Miami. The other three and a half I took was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it's Big Ben's last game. Um, again, that's kind of a, a variable or just something that's kind of buzzworthy, but I'm not going to bet on it just because of that. But I'm going to take the hook in a divisional game and a primetime dog. This is Monday night. Uh, a lot of these books, the look ahead was actually Steelers laying one and a half. We've seen everybody load up on Cleveland and now Cleveland is favored by three and a half. But all these three and a halves are juiced up toward Pittsburgh. Same way that all the three and a halves are juiced up toward Miami. So I think this three and a half may get back down to three. Uh, I think you're buying low on the Steelers at, at this point. I would jump on the three and a half now because it's minus 115, minus 120. Again, looking like it's getting getting back down to three. But a lot to like here. Uh, number one, uh, divisional dog. Uh, again, we always look at this spot. Uh, Primetime dogs, 56%. ATS this year. Dogs off a 20-point blowout loss or more, 18 and 12. ATS this year, 60%. You also get Tomlin as a dog, five and four ATS in his career, or sorry, five and four ATS this year, In his career is 43 and 23 ATS, 65%. And maybe that variable of, uh, you know, playing for Big Ben, his last game, uh, I think you get a good effort here out of Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take the three and a half with Pittsburgh in a divisional game. Now, next up, I got a lot of teasers. And I got a very interesting um, direct message, uh, which, again, I hope I don't um, offend this person, but... They they DM me and they said Josh why are, why are you playing all these teasers you're a cop out and that kind of offended me a little bit it kind of hurt me a little bit it's like hey like you're supposed to be the crazy contrarian guy who like picks the most disgusting games on the board and is brave enough to do it um in in terms of cop out that just kind of I don't know it upset me a little bit because I I feel like I'm pretty transparent I'm not a cop out I'll bet on any team that I feel has value I think you guys know me by now. But it's not a cop out. There's a reason why I lean on teasers late in the year, and maybe this is the first year you've been, you know, listening to the pod or kind of, you know, listening to, um, you know, maybe Lombardi Line or Betting Across America. But every year I lean on teasers late in the year. There's a reason for it. There's a reason for it because there are. Um, a lot of variables that play late in the year, also with COVID, especially this year, but really trying to give yourself some padding where, hey, I want to be with the sharp line move, but I'm, I don't want to lay the worst of it. And I know who's good. And I know who's bad. So I'm a teaser guy. Really, it's just two team teasers, uh, six points, you know, try to get minus 120 or less with the juice. And the reason why teasers are profitable, guys, is look at what the, the books are doing with the juice. When there were two-team six-point teasers like five years ago, ten years ago, when I you know, first started betting really hardcore around 2009, they were like minus 110 juice. Now a lot of these are minus 120, minus 130. So you could say, yeah, books are just getting greedier. They're making you pay more. But I've read some articles that say they're making you pay more, and I've heard oddsmakers and bookmakers say this. They're making you pay more with these two-team six-point teasers. Because betters are doing better at them, and they're winning at them. So, again, that's why I lean late in the year, especially with teasers. So I just wanted to mention that. So with that being said, some teasers that I like this weekend. Number one, this line's been all over the place, but I'm going to tease down the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Colts open, laying 7.5. They got down to 2.5. Carson Wentz looked like he wouldn't play, and now he is going to play, it looks like. This line is back up to minus 7 with Indianapolis, and it looks like it may creep up to 7.5. So I'm going to tease down Indy right now, minus 7, down to minus 1. got to win by 2 or more here. But at BetMGM, the Colts are getting 55% of bets but 74% of money. Uh, And this is a Colts team that's playing great right now, that does have a, I think they have a rest advantage. They last played, yeah, 25th on Christmas. Raiders played the day after. Um, And then also great defensive team, uh, only giving up about 20 points a game. Uh, and the Colts are rolling right now. So I'm going to tease them down uh, and see if we can just win by one or more. Uh, and I like that low bets, higher dollar split. Uh, next tease down for me, Chicago Bears. Uh, Chicago Bears, they're a six-point favorite at home against the Giants. They actually open at some shops only laying four. I uh, saw at least one, I think it was Westgate, and another book. They're four, four and a half, now up to six. Six. This isn't a play on me loving Chicago. It's a play on me really having no faith in this Giants team, Glennon or Fromm or whoever it may be. Uh, and I think at least Chicago, if it's Foles uh, or, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to be the Red Rocket here or Fields, but I'd like Foles if you're going to do this. I'm going to tease down Chicago. Uh, minus six at home, down to a pick em. Uh I want to fade the Giants. Also Chicago, good bet split. 57% of bets, but 73% of money uh, with Chicago there. So I'm going to take them down, bet against the G-men. Uh, next play for me, another tease play, Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to tease them up. I'm a little worried because you did have some KC money early. Uh, a lot of these shops open. Uh, can't, this should be a great game, by the way. Kansas City open around minus 4. At one point, they got all the way up to minus 5. They're back down to 4.5, so late money is breaking towards Cincinnati. You could just play the 4.5. I'm kind of intrigued by that. But I'm going to tease them up, 4.5 up to 10.5. Uh, on the off chance, maybe since they you know tied and scores a uh, touchdown in overtime to win by 6, that sort of thing you're going through multiple key numbers with burrow here, four and a half to ten and a half. going through seven, going through 10. Uh, and I think with the offense and the way since he's playing, there's still contrarian here, but I want to give myself a little bit more wiggle room. So I'm going to take Cincinnati up to 10 and a half. Another play for me. Uh, I'm not going to go through multiple key numbers here and it's not a great teaser spot and it's kind of a dead number in a way, but I'm just going to take down the Rams a little bit. Uh, Rams on the road against Baltimore. If anyone saw on Twitter, uh, you had, I think it was yesterday where Jackson tried to practice and he was limping around and then he didn't practice today. Uh, but looks like it's not going to be Lamar Jackson. Maybe it's going to be Huntley. Maybe it's Josh Johnson. Uh, but I'm going to go Rams here. Uh, Rams open only laying two and a half. They're all the way up to minus five and a half. I think this thing probably gets up to six. Uh, I'm going to tease down the Rams. Uh, five and a half to getting a half point. Um, you know, that's kind of a dead number, but maybe it's six down to a pick em. You have a good road ref, Bill Vinovich. He's uh, around 55% here, ATS to the road team. And with Baltimore decimated by injury and a Rams team that's healthy and kind of going in the right direction here, they've won four straight. I'm going to tease down the Rams, just have them win the game. I like that the Rams are getting 68% of bets. I guess I don't like that. They're technically public, but they're getting 89% of money. So I'm going to take the Rams down, just win the game. Uh, Houston, Houston uh, Texans going to San Fran. So I'll move toward Houston, plus 15 and a half down to plus 12.5. Uh, it's undecided whether Jimmy G is going to play or not. But this Houston team, uh, we can joke about them. They were terrible all the year, but they've won two straight. They've played very well. They beat the Jags, uh, 30 to 16, as a six-point dog. They beat they beat the Chargers last week, 41 29, as a 13-point dog. Uh, I'm going to tease up Houston. I'm going to tease up Houston plus 12 and a half to plus 18 and a half. Just give myself a little more wiggle room. I need some dance partners with my other teasers. But line is going to Houston, this would also be a big dog with a very low total. When you're teasing Houston up to 18.5, again, you're not going through multiple key numbers. You get up in those nosebleeds. The key numbers aren't as important. I guess, you know, 14 would still be a key number, 17 key number, that sort of thing. Uh, Not as pronounced as, you know, seven or three. Uh, But anyway, guys, give yourself a little more padding here. I like that Houston's only getting 45% of bets, but 84% of money. And again, when you're getting 18.5 in a teaser with a total in this game of 44, that's pretty good dog, low total value. Uh, so I'm going to tease up Houston here. Uh, I had another teaser on Dallas. Uh, I know this is a maybe buy low on Arizona play. The look at was only Dallas laying three. but This line is now up to minus six Dallas. It looks like it could get to six and a half. I'm going to tease down Dallas uh, laying six, and I'll pick them. And Arizona, I'm just off of Arizona. Uh, you can tell me uh, it, it is good value if you want to bet Arizona plus six and a half. Hey, it was a look at of two and a half, and you're buying low on a team that struggled here. But I think there's something seriously wrong with Arizona and something wrong with Kingsbury. Kingsbury does this; he'll start off hot, and then down the stretch he completely fades. Cowboys are playing with house money right now. They've already won their division, uh, but they still gotta you know play hard to maybe get a one seed if something miraculous, crazy happens where the Packers lose or the or the Bucks lose. Uh, but it's really they've won four in a row and it's their offense. You're averaging almost 31 a game with Dallas. Arizona's only averaging 26. And they can't even break, like, you know, 14 points or more a game their last couple games here. So I'm not going to outstort myself. Uh, we got a fave with a high total. That's a good thing. Um, I'm going to go uh, Dallas here, tease them down to only a pick em. Uh If you want to play some, uh, some under teasers here, taking a total up, getting a better uh, number here, I'm going to look at some non-conference unders. Uh, non-conference unders this year have been great. Uh, they're 46 and 28, 62%. So I'm looking at uh, a teaser here where I'm taking the Jets and Tampa Bay. Uh, open 45 and a half, stayed 45 and a half, but juice looks like it may fall to 45. I'm going to take that Jets total 45 and a half up to 51 and a half uh, and play that uh, that non-conference under. If you do look at um, you know Tampa Bay, uh, they've been hitting some unders here recently. I think three and one to the under the last four, and I think that Jets team really struggles against that good Tampa D. So give myself some padding there, Tampa Bay up under 51 and a half after a 45 and a half before the teaser. The other one was Atlanta and Buffalo guys uh, that total open 44. It stayed 44, but it looks like it may get to 43 and a half. I'm going to take that 44. Let's bring it up to 50. Uh, right now you have 68% of bets, but 83% of money on the under. I think Atlanta really struggles against Buffalo's D it's a game out in the cold uh, there with, um, with Bill's mafia. Uh, and if you look at uh, kind of recently guys, Uh, we've having the, we're having the Falcons, they're big under team. They're four and one to the under the last five. So that's another non-conference under. So a lot of options there. I know I threw a lot at you, but remember, uh, wait, 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 wait. It was only today. We found out that Kirk Cousins isn't going to play for Minnesota. Sean Mannion's going to get the start. Green Bay was minus seven. Now they're minus 13 and a half minus 13. So keep an eye out for those late moves. Uh, real quick guys, uh, looking toward tomorrow, just a couple games that caught my eye. I'm going to money line Arkansas. Uh, this is your, I don't even know the names of these bowls. This is your, what is it? The Outback Bowl. Uh, this is an opt-out play. I'm going to money line Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas actually opened as a four-point dog against Penn State. Now they're laying two and a half. Why? Because you got a lot of Penn State opt-outs. Their top wide receiver, their top defensive end, two of their top linebackers versus an Arkansas team that went four and one down the stretch. Penn State struggled down the stretch, two and five. I think it's a motivation play and an opt-out play. Give me the money line dog to favorite. I'm money lining Arkansas here. Uh, Shop around, looks like around minus 140 there with Arkansas. Uh, Next play for me, Kentucky and Iowa. Uh, I'm going to go Kentucky on the money line. They opened getting about three. Now they're laying three. I guess the opener of some of these shops was uh, actually minus one and a half, maybe toward Iowa, but it flipped toward Kentucky. This is another play where uh, an opt out, big opt out for Iowa. Iowa got rolled there against Michigan in the Big Ten championship. Now they're going to be out Tyler Goodson, their number one running back. Whereas Kentucky, is ready to go here in Kentucky, uh, fully healthy. And, um, even though they, they, uh, uh, what do they say? They were ranked higher, much, uh, much higher in the year, but Kentucky's one three straight and they just crushed Louisville, uh, 52 to 21 is a three point dog. So that's another bet against an opt out bet against a, uh, bet on a team with more motivation, Kentucky there. So I'm on the Kentucky money line, uh, that, it, and again, these games all remind me of Michigan state, like last night, uh, which uh, again, Epic pick six there to, to, to seal it. Or if you lay the number. And save some juice. But anyway, Kentucky on the money line, minus 145. Then the last play for me, I'm going to take a shot on a dog here, guys. I'm going to take a shot on Utah. Uh, Utah against Ohio State. Public still riding Ohio State because of the name recognition. Uh, but Iowa State actually opened, or sorry, Ohio State, uh, the Buckeyes, opened laying 6.5. They're down to laying 4. That's important because you got a lot of opt-outs here for Ohio State. They're going to be down Olave, Wilson, two of their top wide receivers, bunch of other guys out. And this is kind of a Utah team. That I'll be honest, I bet on quite a few times this year, and they have come through almost every time. Uh, a really scrappy, tough, uh, defensive, but good scoring team as well. They've won a bunch of games in a row. Last game they crushed Oregon, thirty-eight to ten, easily cover the three. So I'm going to grab the points there. I think motivation lies with Utah. Uh, you can get a plus four here, kind of a dead number. Uh, but again, you lose by four, you want to push instead of maybe this thing getting down to three and a half. Uh, Some on Utah plus the points there. Uh, But anyway, guys, an action-packed pod. A lot, a lot, a lot to talk about, a lot to get to, uh, and I think we hit on it all. Let's see if we can keep rolling with NHL. we got our big bowl games today. We talked about NBA and college basketball, uh, as well as our NFL card for this weekend. Reminder, if you want some updates here, especially some late moves for those uh, semifinals in the playoff, uh, tune in to Betting Across America, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time today. We're going to look at all these late moves. We'll finalize our card, get Pritch's plays for this weekend. But, of course, guys, if you enjoy the pod, if it's become a part of your day, uh, again, I don't expect you to bet every game we talk about. Uh, you can do whatever you want. I just hope you kind of tune in to just get some intel, get, get yourself thinking, pull up a chair to the virtual bar, get yourself thinking about some of these games. Maybe there's one thing I mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you really liked and, and you added it on your card. That that makes me proud. But uh, anyway, guys, you enjoy the pod, uh, last pod of the year. Uh, hey, if you, if you want to make my day, you want to learn more about betting, uh, you want to show that you appreciate the hard work I put in grinding the uh, sharp contrarian data analytics uh, style of betting. There's one thing I ask of you. Buy my book. Go to Amazon.com. Type in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Pick up a copy for you or for a friend. It would mean a lot to me, guys. It's got uh, how to read line movement, how lines are set, why they move, how to locate sharp action, contrarian action, reverse line movement, steam moves, line freezes. I talk about all this uh, in the book, uh, as well as bankroll management, how to place a bet in person or online, all included there in the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. So if you want to pick up a copy uh, for you or for a friend, uh, for, for someone in the new year, Maybe someone's New Year's resolution is, I should avoid parlays. Well, hey, why? Josh has a full chapter on that. Uh, So, again, it would mean a lot to me, guys. If you've already bought one, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Uh, Excuse me, I got the hiccups now. With that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River in Rhode Island, the Brook in New Hampshire, uh, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, pretty soon uh, New York, legal mobile betting, which will revolutionize, I think, the whole betting market, and then, of course, uh, at the great uh, sparkling brand-new Circa, uh, at Stadium Swim with all the beautiful people, sweating uh, sharp contrarian plays, sipping pina coladas, or at the good old South Point where the true grinders get down where Billy Walter sends his number runners, wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. Uh, you're flashing me a Michigan State money line ticket. Sparty getting it done. Don't show me any college basketball. That was horrid last night. Uh, but how about the magic over NBA? But really, guys, NHL. Can you quietly tell I'm I love NHL? Florida, Columbus, Carolina, Isles, Calgary, San Jose, six 6-0 clean sweep. Let's see if we can keep it going, guys. I wish you the best of luck. Have a great day. Uh, and, of course, my parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Will smart money win every time? Nope. No such thing as a locker or a guarantee. But if we can consistently bet and find those sweet spots against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, no parlays, and beat the closing line, that's how we're going to succeed long term. Uh, guys, I'll leave you with this. There was always a joke. I had a teacher here, and my fourth-grade teacher. Uh, Mr. Mello, he would always say the last day of school before the break, before going to new year, he'd always say, I'll see you next year. And everyone would laugh because it's like, no, I'll like, I'll see you tomorrow. So I'll I'll, in honor of Mr. Mello, I'll see you guys next year. You like that? But seriously, I'll see you next year. I'll see you Sunday for Lombardi line. Have a great, happy, healthy, and stay safe tonight, tonight, guys. Have fun. Hope you catch your bets. Call, call an Uber, uh, call a Lyft. Don't drive drunk. Have a great night, everyone. I will see you next year.
0: work.